0: Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman Podcast. I'm Bailiff Jesse Thorne. This week, failure to appear. Stand brings the case against her dad, David. She's living in Norway for two years for graduate school and wants David to pay a visit to see her and the sights. David says travel is a hassle and Stand should just come home every once in a while. Who's right? Who's wrong? Only one man can decide. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman enters the courtroom, and presents the obscure cultural reference. I am from Norway, and I didn't
1: like the movie. I went to watch it with my 10-year-old daughter, and I thought the movie was boring. It had bad actors, and they were constantly overacting. The script was bad, the story was bad, the concept was bad, and it seemed unrealistic in a bad way. The Swedish actress was good, and some of the action scenes were good, but it was all in the trailer— I want to compliment the Norwegian movie makers that they understand the Hollywood concept now where marketing is more important than the movie. I liked the trailer, and my daughter liked the movie. In my opinion, stay away from this movie. My daughter says that you ought to see it.
0: Go ahead and swear them in, Jesse. Please rise and raise your right hands. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God or whatever?
2: I do. I do.
0: Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling despite the fact that he is biased as he recently became king of Norway?
3: (laughs) Yes.
2: I will, your majesty. Very well, Judge Hodgman.
1: (laughs) They're going to put my picture on some sardine cans, Jesse. I just know it. (laughs) You've achieved your lifelong dream. David and Stand, you may be seated. For an immediate summary judgment in one of yours favors, can either of you possibly name the piece of culture that I referenced as I entered the courtroom? We'll begin with you. Now, the plaintiff, your name is Stand? That is a nickname? Or is that your given name?
3: It is a nickname.
1: Your given name, I'm led like to believe, is Kate or Katie?
3: Yes, sir. or Kathleen. Or there Cath- are many.
1: Kathleen, what is your given name? Do you know?
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, my is- birth certificate is Kathleen. And
1: stand is short for standish or standoffish? Is it short for kickstand? What is it short for?
3: For stand and deliver. Uh, It's for my last name.
0: All right. But you prefer to be referred to as stand.
3: I do, but my dad won't do
0: that. And Judge Hodgman, I can confirm that as ridiculous as this may seem, uh, we recently did call her voicemail and uh, the voicemail greeting says, hello, this is stand.
1: All right. Well, stand. You may stand and deliver an answer to my question, if possible. Can you name the piece of culture I reference when I entered the courtroom? Don't wait for the translation. You're in Norway. Answer now.
3: I very much doubt it. Uh, my only hope is it that that it's some sort of um, review related to Troll Hunter.
1: Oh no! Incorrect, David. Well, I, I have to is go that, back in time. Is the that timing. your given name, or do you have a do you have a wacky nickname that you'd like me to
2: use? Um. David is fine. Um, my middle stand, name. I'll call you Stand Pair. Stand Pair. <laughs> my middle stand name Papa? is Papa. Say again.
1: Stand Father. What is it? Uh,
2: what is what? Oh, the, uh, the cultural piece of reference. Um, I have to go back in time and say Ingrid Bergman.
1: No, in, 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 incorrect. Uh, although you were very close, Stand Fee. Uh, It is not a review of Troll Hunter. It is an internet review from the Internet Movie Database of the movie Ragnarok, not the (coughs) Netflix comedy special starring yours truly, John Stand Hodgman, but the action film made in Norway, Ragnarok, about the actual uh, Norse mythology end times uh, coming to modern-day Norway. I have not seen it, Severin Miland from Norway did not like it, but his daughter did. I don't know. Have you seen that one stand since you've been over there?
3: I I, I have not. No, and I have where, not seen it.
1: And, and and you are wherein you are currently in Norway, and you have a dispute with your dad. State the nature of your dispute. What's your beef with dad?
3: Uh, my beef with my dad is that he says that he does not want to come visit me while I study in Norway. Um, I'm in Bergen currently. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a very beautiful city. Um, mm-hmm. and And I would love for him to come here and uh, to experience some of what I've been experiencing um, and to be able to share that with him and and with my mother. And my mother very much wants to come, but he insists on saying that he does not want to want to come see me
1: now before we go any further, uh, i'm I happen to be in the home studio of Jonathan Colton right now. And it sounds as though Jonathan has chosen this time to idle his motorcycle outside his studio. Can you guys hear that? (laughs) A little bit. I cannot. Hang on one second. Let me see if this guy's going away or what. Hang on. I would like to say that I scared that man who was idling a motorcycle on the sidewalk away. (laughs) But as actually happened, he just chose that time to turn off his motorcycle. Maybe he got some psychic (laughs) nerd vibes off of me. So stand you would like your dad to visit you in Bergen Norway while you are studying end times prophecy or whatever it is you're doing over there uh, he says no if I find in your favor stand what would you like me to do order your dad to visit you
3: well yeah I know that it's uh, it's against precedent to, to force someone to do what they don't want to do um, I would like you to order him to to visit me and um, and more so without complaining to my my mom he can complain to me as much as he likes, but um, to let my mom sort of have the illusion of, of him being happy to, to travel. Okay. Um, okay.
1: So, and- so you want me to compel him to travel and you want me to compel him to lie mm-hmm. to your mother. I understand. David, what, what's the problem? <laughs> what's the pro- all, all that's being asked of you is international travel plus deceit. This is the, this is the dream <laughs> Of every, of, of every young want-to-be spy, that is to say, every 12-year-old boy, why don't you want to travel the world and deceive a woman?
2: Are you directing that at me, Your Honor?
1: Of course I am.
2: Um, I'm not 12 years old anymore. See, I'm very old and frail and uh, decrepit. And so I have a hard time uh, and get stressed out when I wait in lines and, and all that kind of thing. Anything associated with um, the pre-flight, uh, hassle and the mm-hmm. post-flight hassle, uh, stresses me out. How old are you, sir? You want the age that, uh, I actually am or the age that my wife says I am. You are? <laughs> do, do you and your
0: wife disagree on this? It's a point of fact or is more of
2: a philosophical matter? <laughs> I'd say f- philosophical, but yeah, I'm 73
1: you're 73 by the calendar and by your wife's reckoning
2: about 14
1: (laughs) Uh, 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 she's not here to answer the question so i'll I'll ask you stand why does your mom suggest that your dad is 14 is he young at heart uh does he have terrible uh complexion what's going on
3: i would say he's definitely young at heart um she might also add something about maturity level but i i think uh primarily young at heart oh in the so sense in the sense that your dad the f- in
1: the sense that your dad is being uh openly contrarian and saying i want to stay home i don't want to go to the restaurant tonight like that
3: yes right okay exactly
1: david you're 73 years old an honored elder in our society. And sure. uh, and and you are uh,
2: you live where? I live on uh, Whidbey Island. It's near Seattle. It's about oh maybe a half hour to forty five minutes north of Seattle.
1: Oh, okay. That sounds like a, like beautiful country. Is that is that where you grew up, Stand?
3: Uh, I grew up in Seattle itself. Okay. And they they retired and moved up to Whidbey. Oh,
1: okay. That's lovely. How long does it take to get from Seattle to Bergen, Norway? What's the what's the route there, Do You got to. You got to fly from Seattle. Is there a direct flight to Oslo from Seattle?
3: Uh, I believe there is. I personally flew to Reykjavik first. So mm-hmm. I did um, about seven and a half hours to Reykjavik and then another two hours, 15 minutes to Bergen.
1: Is, it, is you, got a, you got a major airport? You got an international airport in Bergen?
3: I wouldn't say it's major, but you can certainly... Certainly um, international you if you're getting it.
1: flights from Iceland. Yes. All right. And Bergen—is that a, I don't know anything about? It. Is it a big town?
3: Uh, it's relatively small. It's the second largest city in Norway.
1: Yeah. Okay. Fine. Um, but, that's all I need uh, to know. It's yeah. a, it, it, as far as Norway okay. goes, it's a it's a it's the it's a major center because it's the second largest. They have an airport there that's taking yes. flights from Iceland. How far away do you live from the airport in Bergen?
3: I live uh, about twenty twenty minutes away.
1: And and how old from the are you? airport?
3: I'm 35.
1: And what are you doing there?
3: I'm going to graduate school.
1: Yeah, I know, but what and are you I'm studying? I'm studying health
3: promotion. Health? <laughs> I'm health. studying he- health promotion. Health promotion.
0: What? Mm-hmm. Is that like well, giving out, hand out ha- orange juice at baseball games? <laughs> are you handing out flyers for yes. Obamacare in Norway?
3: <laughs> well, here it's football games, but yes. Um, I... So health promotion is, is focusing on, on the determinants of, of what causes um, a healthy life and then trying to, to figure out ways to encourage that. Um, and it may have things to do with uh, stuff like disease prevention, but it goes a bit beyond that. It, uh, it also takes into uh, account sort of a larger picture of uh, people's social environments, um, and tries to uh, find ways to shape them in order to make people healthier.
1: So are you in Norway because the university you're doing your graduate work is located in Norway, or are you doing field research in Norway?
3: Uh, The university is located here in Bergen.
1: Is there no... And and why did you choose that particular program? Are there no health promotion graduate programs in the United States? Nothing against Norway, but my understanding is that when i th- when i think of when i think of the scandinavian countries i think of these things uh probably amazing universal health care right uh uh also uh, and also all they do is uh uh eat crayfish and sticks of butter all day long <laughs> and meatballs and fish cakes meatballs of course <laughs> and waffles. the famous norwegian meatballs yeah, yeah.
2: No, no. No sir, Norwegian.
1: Norwegian.
3: Yeah,
0: the... Yeah, I believe it's Norwegian. <laughs> Norwegian meatballs, that sounds right. These I ones are know. Norwegian. I don't know what they're I don't know what they're peddling over there on Whidbey Island. You know what would be funny? If the Muppets did a meatball thing with their famous Norwegian chef character. <laughs> that, would, that would be really funny. Like Bork, Bork, Bork. <laughs> yeah, and he's making meatballs.
1: Yeah, with the with those Weird, actual human hands. The only, yeah. I believe the only Muppet that actually didn't bother to put on felt mitts. That was, was just one of Jim Henson's hands, wasn't it? And the other one was the other operator. Yeah, just there making, making fish cakes. Just, put, just putting his Norwegian hands into some Norwegian meatballs. No, David, we understand that Swedish meatballs are, 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 are more common. That was the essence of that very, very, very slender joke. David, do you call your daughter Stand or what do you call her?
2: I call her Kate or Katie. I
1: I will, out of respect for you, Stand, and for health promotion the world over, I will call you Stand. Well, thank you. Why did you choose this particular program in Norway?
3: Um, Yeah, so it's a a combination of different factors. Um, The program itself, uh, I was very excited about. Um, I've also always wanted to live abroad. Um, and it's, you know, more difficult to live abroad if you don't do it through something like school. I mean, certainly possible, but this is a a great avenue, um, an opportunity to live abroad, and uh, you know, sets up a community. And then uh, additionally, um, coming here to study is actually cheaper than the tuition would be in the United States uh, for, you know, a reasonable I was looking at the University of Washington, they have a, a great mm-hmm. public health program,
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, but uh, the tuition is significantly more expensive um, because there's essentially no tuition here. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the cost of living is very high here, but even still, it's, you know, less than half of the amount of, of tuition.
1: Wait a minute. So the, you're saying the, the, Nor- the Norwegian, what university is this?
3: University of Bergen.
1: University of Bergen is saying to all Americans, come on over here and get a free graduate degree in health promotion. If you can make your way here, you get it for free.
3: <laughs> More or less. <laughs> I'm not um, sure I understand how the University
1: of Bergen is thinking.
3: Yeah, I well, I, I, I've i been told that they're interested in, in getting um, exchange students, especially uh, Americans, because it, it also lends... Credibility to their program, and you know, if someone's coming all the way from the U.S. and we have a very good education system in the U.S. that uh, to come to study here, you know, that looks good for Are them. You as well. but, Are you yeah, an exchange? Are you an exchange
1: student, or did you just apply to the University I'm not, of Bergen?
3: Actually, yeah, I applied directly.
1: You're 35 years old, so uh, 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 that's rather old to be getting. What, what is this? A master's degree?
3: It's a master's, yeah.
1: So did you have a career? I presume you have a bachelor's degree from some. Maybe a college in Denmark
0: or some other foreign country that is giving <laughs> w- away degrees for I free? I wish. Some kind of South African teacher's college?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you, did, you, did you get a bachelor's degree in snake conservation at the University of Western Australia?
3: That would be fantastic. Uh, unfortunately, I got a Bachelor of Arts in Humanities at Seattle University.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, right. You might as well have shredded that the day you got out of, out of school.
0: <laughs>
1: and then you and, and and did you did you did you receive your degree uh from the university of washington the university of washington you said
3: uh seattle u seattle, oh, seattle u excuse
1: me you received your degree um later in your life or or around m- m- traditional degree award in time degree award in season like 21 22 23
3: yeah, i was actually 20 when i got my bachelor's
1: All right. So what have you been doing for the past 15 years of your life? Did you take another degree at that time, or have you just been living life?
3: Uh, I've done a lot of living life. I've done a lot of um, taking uh, different classes and sort of exploring what direction I wanted to go in. Um, Strangely, humanities wasn't a great degree to launch into a career.
1: David, let me ask you a question. Sure. How many degrees does your daughter have?
2: Uh, She has the bachelor's degree.
1: Uh And
2: she has actually um, done many things. I mean, she's been involved with photography. She's been involved with music. Um, She actually uh, graduated uh, a year early from high school because she was in a program that was three years of high school and then right into college. And then she graduated in three years from college. She sounds super smart. is she an only child? No, she's one of
3: Hello, can you hear me?
1: yeah, hi. Yeah. we were just talking about your educational history and um how you've you've been super smart since you were young and you've taken uh you've done a lot of studying, a lot of traveling, and you've got a lot of worldly knowledge and book knowledge, but you still manage to hang up on yourself from time to time. <laughs> Or was that that the Norwegian
2: (laughs) phone system? Hey, that's my, that's my line. (laughs) I'm sorry, Stan.
1: Before I compel your dad to travel abroad and interrogate his motives and life choices, I just have a few more questions for you. What caused you to have this comparatively late in life decision to return to graduate school to study health promotion specifically in Norway? Where were you when you're like, yes, this is the thing for me?
3: Well, um, I knew that I wanted to go to grad school at some point, but I was I was trying to determine a, a vocation that I would really feel um, fulfilled by and satisfied by, and also feel like I was, um, you know, giving back uh, to the world. And I was working for the National Cancer Institute mm-hmm. um, as an information specialist, and I was kind of, it's kind of a social work slash li, um, almost librarian like position where mm-hmm. you're. You're translating information from things like textbooks to the public um, based on their questions and trying to help them understand uh, medical, medically technical issues. And I, was, uh, I found that very satisfying in many ways, um, but it made me realize I wanted to go further and further um, sort of towards health and, you know, ideally um, in the, in, towards science as much as possible. Um, it's not, Great. not that easy to do with a humanities degree.
1: Right. You, had you had a lot of science background before you enrolled in this program?
3: Unfortunately, not, not a
1: lot. Is the University of Bergen actually requiring you to do any coursework or are they just, uh, they just now just handing out the degree? You just show up and they, they print <laughs> it out for
0: you? Well, you have to live through the winter.
3: It is, it's It's a top master's, so yeah, you have coursework for the first year, and uh-huh. then you um, do a thesis.
0: And how many years are, uh, is
1: the program? Two years. And how many years have you been in it?
3: I've been here three and a half weeks.
1: Oh, so you just arrived.
3: <laughs> I just arrived. Well done. Okay.
1: And do you feel like you're still seeking in life? Do you feel like once you get this master's degree, you know what's next for you, or do you think you might find another country to take residence in and do some more searching and, and thinking about what you want to do.
3: <laughs> I can't guarantee that I wouldn't go to another country and search and think, but I, I would definitely hope that I, I could move into sort of a research, uh, health research career.
1: Right. Okay. I'm just trying to figure out if how you're kind of a searcher and a thinker, right? You're a seeker.
3: I am a seeker, yeah. yeah.
1: And I just want to get a sense of how, how long you're going to be seeking before I make your dad travel to Norway <laughs> in case you want him to go to some other country sometime soon. He's ah, going to invest okay. this time. I want to make sure that Norway is the place that you're going to be by the time he arrives. Sir, you have two years in order to get to Norway if I find in Stan's favor. What is the problem with visiting your daughter abroad? Let me ask you straight up right away. Is all of your... Uh, 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 Pre crankiness about the travel that hasn't even happened yet. Cover for affordability issues. Could you and your wife afford to go to Norway?
2: Um, maybe halfway. Okay. okay. <laughs> no, we we can afford somewhere it.
1: somewhere in the North Atlantic. Then.
2: <laughs> yeah, we could we could probably make it to New York. Okay. No, there's no problem. Um, we could we could certainly um uh, do it. Uh, once.
1: And indeed, uh,
2: maybe I twice. understand
1: that once or maybe twice.
2: Yeah, it's, so, not, it's, it's not a financial problem.
1: Okay, right. And indeed, if I understand the case correctly, you have offered to fly, stand home to visit you and the comfort of Whidbey Island. Oh, yes. Famous for its meatballs. <laughs>
2: yes, we can make those. <laughs>
1: Uh, okay, so uh, why not take your daughter up on this wonderful opportunity? I mean, I agree that it's a long flight. If you were to follow her path, that would be seven and a half hours to Reykjavik and another two and a half uh, to to Bergen. And I'm sure there's someone on the podcast who could probably do the math and figure out what that comes to total, but I can't. Six hours. Yeah, that
2: would be uh, ten hours. <laughs> oh,
1: Oh my goodness, sir! What do you, what what was your career before you retired? Mathematician?
2: Uh, uh, close. I was uh, a Boeing engineer. Oh, okay, fantastic!
1: It's too bad we don't have John Roderick on the line, uh, a Boeing enthusiast and neighbor.
0: Do you oh, have oh. a Do you have a suggestion, sir, for what based on your past career? What kind of vehicle would be best to get from Washington to Norway? I'm thinking boat. Maybe Zeppelin.
2: If it's not Boeing, I'm not going.
0: Hmm, I like that.
1: I, I don't like mind it. a little it buzz rhymes. marketing.
2: I don't <laughs> mind a little buzz marketing if it rhymes.
1: If you're a Boeing engineer. You know how these planes work. I do. I pres- Would you say that your uh, your propensity to travel has declined in recent years? Did you used to travel more and now you don't? Or were you always... Uh, 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 displeased by the prospect of traveling to see your daughter
2: i used to travel i uh, traveled a lot for boeing early on in my boeing career um and learned then that i did not like traveling
1: did you ever fly first class
2: um only accidentally uh, by luck and and it was pretty nice right Oh, it's it's it is nice. Yes.
1: If you if if you flew first class, and let's say your daughter enrolled you in the global entry program, such that you could breeze through security and customs uh, relatively compared to the current uh, the current wait time, do you think that that would affect your decision?
2: Uh, it might impact it some. You know, I'm I'm. You have to understand. I'm I'm six foot four. Mm-hmm. I weigh about two hundred and seventy pounds. There's nothing mm-hmm. in the world that I fit when I get into an airplane. The um aisles are too narrow. I gotta duck my right. head um actually right. the newer planes I don't have to do that but uh oh, okay even so when I you know sit in the seat uh, my my chrome plated titanium knees are crammed against the uh seat in front of me for the whole flight
1: yeah but the but i'm t- the that that wouldn't be true if you were to fly, uh, uh, first class.
2: Well, you're right about that.
1: All right, so problem solved. Uh, stand, just fly your dad and mom first class to Norway, and and enroll and enroll them in Global Entry. Why not do that?
2: Well, you're asking all, your
1: there's... dad to go through to go through, you know, qu- quite quite a long trip, and presumably you love them, and though he's clearly. Uh, uh, a, a large fella uh and who's and a cyborg now that he has new knees and he's been augmented by technology even so he is an honored elder and deserves and deserves some uh, uh extra comfort uh at this time in his life so why don't you just fly him uh, first class
3: I absolutely would do that if I had the money to do that
1: Aha <laughs> uh-huh. So who would be we So were you were you not offering to fly him even coach?
3: (laughs) Unfortunately, no.
1: No. Oh, okay. Oh, I see. So you were asking them to come visit you on their dime. I was. And how many dimes does it take to fly? Let's say, how many dimes did it take for you to, to fly to Norway?
3: Hmm. Well, I flew at high season. You don't actually
1: have to answer in the denom- denomination of <laughs> dimes. dimes. You can just give me a ballpark figure for what it costs well, to fly to Norway. I saw, let's say economy.
3: Sorry. Uh, I saw some tickets uh, in September for around 700 or 800 um, round trip, uh, but I actually paid mm-hmm. far more than that for a one-way because I went during high season. So I paid about 800 mm-hmm. one-way. Mm-hmm.
1: When's high season in, in Norway?
3: Um, it's the summertime.
1: Oh, so th- that's one week in August.
3: <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> and it's a bit without rainy.
1: resorting to yeah, without resorting to to uh, Celsius. If you can, can you give me an estimate of what the Fahrenheit temperature is in Norway right now as we record this on the second day of September mid heat wave in New York City?
3: Uh, it's about sixty degrees right now um it's nighttime, mm, so nice. it might it might even be fifty five
1: what time is it what time is it post meridian there
3: it's eleven thirty three p m
1: mm, what time did the sun set
3: uh at the moment it sets around eight forty
1: right this is the normal time yeah when it gets a little bit later it's gonna it's gonna start setting at about two o'clock in the afternoon right
3: just, yeah, just about
1: is Bergen northerly or southerly of Oslo?
3: It's it's um pretty similar. It's um it's maybe slightly okay. northerly but very very similar.
1: Okay. So now so aside from the the pleasure of uh Norway's uh, temperature and wintertime early nightfall and the latitude the comparative latitudes of Oslo and Bergen, what other things can you uh, uh, say about Norway that might tempt an unwilling traveler from the comforts of Whidbey Island? What are the beauties of Norway that you've experienced so far?
3: So there's a, in Bergen, there's a beautiful landscape. It's a uh, very mountainous, um, and they're, they're sort of glorious magical, you know, green and rocky mountains. Um, and they're accessible from the city itself. Oh, that's
1: good, because there, there are no mountains in, in, in yeah, Washington, Washington State. <laughs> if only there were a verdant mountain,
0: in the Pacific Northwest. These ones
3: Go are on. much smaller. I hear, I, I,
1: hear, I, I hear they have great smoked salmon and, an, and a vibrant music scene as well
3: in, in Norway. <laughs> this is true.
0: <laughs> no, keep going. Keep going. I'm just being silly. Go on. I feel like more and more people are moving from Norway to Portland, though.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, that's the that's the next big thing.
3: <laughs> um Okay,
1: Stan, I've been I've been being facetious. You go ahead. You sell sell your dad on Norway, and I want you to talk directly to him and say, "Dad, if you come to Norway, you are not going to regret it because not only are you going to see me, you're also going to enjoy okay. filling the blanks while I price a flight from Seattle to Norway."
3: Okay. So, um Dad, if you come to Norway, you're not only going to get to see me, but you're going to have um, uh, other opportunities. I know you like history; you're going to have uh, lots of opportunities to learn about history here as as well as um, other places that you've been in the past. Uh, I think you'll really enjoy the food. It's it's very much um, kind of a meat and potatoes culture. Uh, there's meatballs and sausages and. There's a milk chocolate bars that rival German and Swiss milk chocolates. Uh, They have Taco Fridays here. Um, That's traditional for some reason, which is amazing.
0: (laughs) This is is like the number seven thing you're pitching is the tacos?
3: (laughs) They they pitched it to us when we went uh, for our meeting about Norwegian culture. And you're me
1: about the tacos of Norway. What what makes the tacos of Norway so much better than the tacos of Sweden?
3: (laughs) I don't know. Meatballs. They also, they love coffee and I know you love coffee. Um, so certainly you'll, you'll be swimming in coffee here, uh, they you know this is a land that uh, appreciates and propagates the myth of trolls um, which i think that that you appreciate um finally
1: finally <laughs> we are on to something that you could not arguably say about almost any other city <laughs> on earth they well actually
2: in seattle there is even trolls in ah. seattle there's a troll under yes. the bridge
1: oh Sorry, Seattle has trolls, too.
3: True, yes. Why
1: do you think your dad would be moved... Why do you think your dad would be moved by claims of trollism?
3: Um, Just due to his history of a a sort of a love of, you know, uh, fantasy novels. um, You know, he kind of raised me on science fiction and and fantasy novels, and I think that he could get behind a culture that is... uh, is interested in, in keeping that magic
2: alive.
1: What is your favorite fantasy novel, Sir David, Sir David,
2: of I, Island? I have very, I, I, I read a lot of science fiction, and um, I have favorite authors like Asimov and uh, uh, Farmer. I don't know if I have a favorite um, novel in particular, but uh, yeah, I, I read a lot of that stuff. I, I do well, enjoy you know, reading history and I do enjoy um, the mythology, the Scandinavian mythology. What about Vikings? Do they have Vikings? Oh, yes. there,
3: yeah, there's Vikings. Um, you might have to, to travel a little bit more outside of Bergen to, to get more Viking-related um, lands, you know, actual Viking-related uh, you know cities and, and landscapes. But Bergen, I believe they have a... Maritime Museum that does have a Viking ship so at the very least a Viking ship and then also there's a stave church here that um, uh, it's in the style or apparently stave churches are part of the dragon style architecture my dad's very into dragons and this style of architecture is kind of based off of Viking um, art as well as Viking ships and it has things like dragon heads in the motifs uh, so, I think he'd really enjoy seeing the stave church, um, which had a bit of a, a, a sort of a rocky history um, that I, I found interesting. I don't know if he would find it interesting. D-
1: David, are you really into dragons?
2: Yes, I was born in the year of the dragon. Uh, Chinese calendar and um the dragon in China, China of course is uh, sort of an eccentric and uh lucky charm i guess they they think dragons are lucky <clears throat> so i kind of adopted that as my motif and i collect Right, but you you have no, oh,
1: you have you collect dragons like 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 pictures of them and stuff?
2: Pictures little statuettes and... Little statues, and um I believe my daughters have given me uh tiny little porcelain dragons and plastic dragons on birthdays and, and father's day
1: but but you ha it sounds to me as though you have no uh um, particular innate drive to visit the home of norwegian mythology of Norse mythology I should say uh to visit the country of 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 uh of Ragnarok and Thor and Odin. And the Vikings. Do you have any inner drive to do that, or is it just sort of whatever for you?
2: And don't forget Loki. Yes, no. I. I everybody, you know, everybody is kind of um, not understanding my 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 problem. I have no problem when I'm at in a country enjoying the country. Um, you know, I went to Italy, and I enjoyed Italy. I went to, you know, I, we, I toured Europe um, and once, and I enjoyed several cities. Uh, we went to Germany and and uh, Belgium and England, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, you know, I mean, France. So I have no problem once I get there. It's yeah. the travel It seems like you itself... went to every
1: place but Norway.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, I avoided Stand...
2: it. <laughs> why is it important
1: to you... Or let me put it this way. How does it make you feel when your dad refuses to visit his daughter simply because he doesn't want to be uncomfortable for a series of hours?
3: Well, so, you know, uh, the way I think about this is I know that my dad loves me. And um, if I didn't already know that, I would probably feel extremely hurt that he says that he doesn't want to come. But, you know, I know that, that he does love me. Uh, that being said, it would feel very validating if he wanted to come see me. And I, w- I would definitely feel sort of... Why do
1: you, say, why do you choose the word validating?
3: <laughs> uh, that's a good question. Um, just I know. You know what? Would, you guys have both complimented
1: me, feel... me on my questions, and you were right both times. <laughs> <laughs> why do you choose the word validating?
3: uh because it, it would feel like it reinforced our connection it would feel like it you know he was expressing his love for me by being willing to be uncomfortable i say for you know a small has he has he of time sorry
1: has has he uh no 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 i i it's fine i apologize for cutting you
2: off it was just that you were talking for too long <laughs> of course <laughs> Is, is is there not a symbol for that, Kate, that you taught me? We can't show it because we're not on video.
3: Uh, what Fox. is the
1: symbol that Kate slash
2: Stand <laughs> taught you, sir? I cannot pronounce the word. It's a German word, and it's uh, kind of like um, hook'em horns. Is, is the, uh, w- So, Stand, when you flash your dad hook'em horns...
3: Schweigefox is what he's referring to. What is the to? German
1: dragon fox
3: uh no Schweigerfox. fox
1: schweige fox that's correct and what does that cool. mean
3: uh, what Sh- does it mean Schweiger is uh according to my my friend anya who's um a german it's a polite way of saying shut up um but yeah schweige <laughs> fox uh she introduced that to me and she kind of got it from reality tv in germany okay
1: schweige fox got it got it schweige fox,
3: schweige Thank fox. You.
1: <laughs> <laughs> i appreciate i appreciate and, and there's a and there's a gesture that goes along with it that kind of looks like the Hookem horns well
3: it's gesture like gesture
1: from the uh from the university of texas
3: i i don't know what that looks like but it looks like a fox when mm-hmm. you're making the mouth with your um your ring finger and your middle finger and your thumb and the the pointer and yeah. the pinky are the horns or the ears
1: or the, or the fox ears. Schweiger yeah. fox. Be quiet, fox. Because yes. foxes are known for talking too much.
2: <laughs> right.
1: I understand. Well, that, I am, I am very, very glad to have that gesture and term in my life and in my courtroom. So, Schweiger fox. But let's get back to validation. David, do you consider what your daughter is doing with her life valid? Oh, yes. Okay stand do you do you feel that your father has withheld validation in the past? Hmm. Um Let me put it let me put it to you this way. You're 35 years old and you're going to graduate school in Bergen and you're not even sure that this is what you're going to do with your life. Do you feel <laughs> some insecurity about whether people take you seriously?
3: Certainly, yes.
1: All right. I appreciate uh your uh, honesty and your candor and you're keeping it Schweiga Foxy short. <laughs> You're welcome. Well done. What what does your sister do? My sister? Yeah. You have a sister? I do have a sister. I understand from your dad?
3: Yeah, well, she's currently raising her child.
1: Uh, Um, And is she older or younger?
3: She's older, and uh, she was a computer programmer um, and and has done Mm -hmm. sort of a variety of other things as well. Okay.
1: Is she also a seeker, or is she someone who settled down found a career and and stuck to it?
3: Um, she... I think she found I, a career... I like,
1: I like Seekers, by the way. You understand that? I like Seekers. I'm not... <laughs> I'm not ganging up on you.
3: Thank you. I think she, she but was But would you more... say that your
1: sister and, and you are sort of similar in this way, or is she different?
3: She's different. Yeah. How she, is she different? She's definitely... She's more... Um uh well more driven to have sort of a career and security in a way that I I wasn't and she she went into her career right out of college um and then sort of uh, started her family a little bit later
1: do you have a family do you have a a, a partner uh children
3: no no
1: David, your daughter's all by herself over there in Bergen, she wants to see her mom and dad. (laughs) Are you really going to withhold validation because your knees
2: hurt? Oh, my knees don't hurt. They're artificial. Everything else hurts.
1: Oh, okay. So you're saying that when the... Your concern is that when the the jerk in front of you reclines his seat and hits your knees, that you're going to smash apart that plane with your bionic knees, not that you're going to hurt your knees.
2: Well, I might ship the Chrome plating, but I don't I, know uh, uh, there there's all kinds of you know stress associated with cues, and uh, as you suggested, it would be nice if I could breeze through the security. But what happens when I get to security is, <laughs> after waiting in line for a long time, I have you know you take off your shoes and your belt, and you know you basically undress, and I have to go through uh, a pat down. Every time now, because I have these artificial knees.
1: You have know, those robot knees, yeah.
2: Exactly. <clears throat> have you? So, have and you? Then, and then you know mm-hmm. you're sort of worried about um, your wallet and your clothes and everything else coming off the line. It's it's kind of a stressful time for me.
1: And and it's not it's not worth it's not worth the hassle of being uh, of your robot knees being touched by a man in order to see your daughter.
2: Well, I can see her on Skype, and mm-hmm. I can, um, you know, everything she says is true. I just, I just have a hard time going through all the pre-flight and. I didn't even, <clears throat> I enjoy flying, itself. You know, the, the, except for the knees and you know the cramp. The cramped uh, seat and the cramped aisles and the cramped space overhead and all but that. What stuff.
1: part of flying is it that you do enjoy? <laughs> well, Rolling I enjoy space, you know, presumably. The concept. Let's say this: I enjoy <laughs> the, the, concept d- of the flying. discomfort of 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 of, uh, of moderated air pressure, the uh, the 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 popping in your ears. What is the part you love? Getting to watch uh, uh, getting to watch Guardians of the Galaxy again on a five inch screen. What?
2: Well, I used to fly. I had a private license, and I did enjoy that.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, that's different. Can you could could you fly Could you fly over there on your own? Can you rent a Can you charter a plane? No, I guess that's. If you could charter a plane, you'd fly first class. If you could fly first class; it would be
0: fine. Hmm. All right. There's such a thing as economy plus. I'm six foot. Yeah. Th- I'm six foot three, and have a real hard time in in regular coach these days. I it was a little better 10 years ago, but now there are fewer airlines that I can comfortably sit in regular coach in.
1: Right, well you they're can't mushing... pay your
0: extra 100 bucks and uh, get a reasonable amount of a reasonable amount of space.
1: Yeah, they're mushing up all those seats in economy so that they can make room for economy plus. Yeah, well. I'm looking at flights using a popular internet travel service here and uh, the the flight departing seattle via reykjavik to uh to bergen round trip economy about uh $1000 per human premium economy about 2200 business 5600 and first class $12000 <laughs> 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 and that's and that's if you're leaving as if you're leaving Friday, that is to say, the day after tomorrow, why didn't stand why didn't you pick an easier country to get to?
2: <laughs> like America uh,
1: yeah, like America, that's a pretty easy one to get to
3: i I don't have an answer for that uh, I didn't intend to pick Norway in particular. It was the combination of the program um, and then wanting to to be abroad.
2: Yeah, you know, in in a um, a grey house universe, there would be teleportation, and I'd have no problem um, teleporting to Norway. However, what is a grey
1: what is a grey house universe, sir?
2: That was in reference to one of your uh, iPods that I listened to.
0: Yeah, it's the one where the right. uh, it's the one where the. I Remember, it was the it yeah. Was no, the, I remember the episode. It
1: was the one where the 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 three generations of women in a family disagreed over whether or not there was a gray house on the property where two of them grew up or next to the property where two of them grew up. And, and ultimately it was established that it was a, it was a, 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 a a quantum gray house. It it both existed and didn't exist at the same time until it was a Schrodinger's cat kind of gray house. Exactly. We, We had to, we had to say that it was both there and not there at the
0: same time. This was episode fifty-eight, Rasha, Mom. <laughs> right, mm-hmm.
1: but how does the Grey House Universe? By the way, I'm even more excited about Grey House Universe than I was about Schweitzer. <laughs> not what was it? Schwe- not Schweitzer Shre- Fox. That means Fox. something else. Schweiga hmm Sh- Fo- Okay, Schweiga What? Do, what is the? What, how does a Grey House Universe? Translate to, I can teleport to Norway, question mark. And that's a t-shirt, by the way.
2: Well, in in that universe, there would be teleportation. So I would have no problem with uh, visiting my daughter in Norway.
1: Okay. So to you, Greyhouse universe means an alternate universe where what you want to exist does exist.
2: Yes. I see. All right. Or it could exist. It could you exist are. and not exist at the same time. In true quantum fashion.
1: Thank you. Thank you very thank you very much for both clarifying and mystifying that at the same time. <laughs> In true quantum fashion. I think I've heard everything I need to make my decision. I'm going to go into my chambers, or maybe I won't. And while the door is closed, I will be
0: alive and dead at the same time until I render my decision. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Stan, how, how are you feeling about the situation?
3: Well, I I don't feel particularly confident, and and you know primarily because of precedent, uh, as well as because of you know the costs involved in coming and visiting in Norway, and and certainly understand that that my dad has some legitimate uh, concerns.
0: David. Uh, uh, Is uh, your wife uh, involved in this decision at all?
2: Oh, yes. What does she think? She wants to go to Norway.
0: Hmm. Is this a matter of contention between the two of you?
2: No. If she wants to go that bad, I will probably go, but I will be complaining all the way. (laughs)
0: Couldn't you record into? Couldn't you like complain into a little tape recorder and then listen back to it
2: later? Oh, that would be great! I wouldn't even have to talk anymore. I could just play it in her ear.
0: <laughs> <laughs> David, do you think? Do you think that you're going to uh, win this litigation?
2: I, based on, um, I can't say, uh, body language because I can't see the judge, but based on what I've heard and his tones, I think I'm going to lose. Wow. What do you, what do you think, Kate?
3: Oh, I think he can turn it around at the last minute and surprise you.
0: <laughs> well, we'll see what Judge John Hodgman has to say about the matter when we come back in a moment. You're listening to Judge John Hodgman. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. Of course, the Judge John Hodgman podcast, always brought to you by you, the members of MaximumFun.org. Thanks to everybody who's gone to MaximumFun.org slash join. And you can join them by going to MaximumFun.org slash join.
1: The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Babel. Okay, it's 2020-24, 2020, 24, 2020 24. Oh, if hindsight were 2020, I I don't know what I would have done differently. All I know is that I'm taking every day in this year and trying to get better a little bit Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but this is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash Hodgman. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Aura. A-U-R-A. It's a simple but meaningful gift that you can give your mom or your dad or your step-grandparent or your uncle or your friend or anyone that you wanna keep connected in your life who might not live near you, it's a digital picture frame from Aura. It's perfect for sharing pics of all the things that those friends can't be there for, from family vacations to grandkids graduation to whatever. I have one of these and I got one for my dad and I got one for my mother-in-law and it's amazing. We look at the photos all day long And we're able to easily update their Aura frames so they see all the latest pictures from our lives as well. It comes with unlimited storage, simple controls on the frame. You can upload as many photos as you want and your mom or your dad or your stepdad or your stepmom or your friend or whatever can pick the perfect one. And it takes only about two minutes to set up, seriously. See why it was named the number one digital frame by Wirecutter, uh, The Strategist and Wired Magazine. Right now you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving, by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code HODGMAN. That's A-U-R-A-FRAMES.com, promo code HODGMAN. Terms and conditions apply.
0: Please rise as Judge John Hodgman re-enters the courtroom. David, you are... uh
1: A very funny, very smart, very lively person. I dare say you have the heart of a (laughs) Mm 14-year-old. You're collecting dragons and reading science fiction novels and (laughs) coining weird terms like Greyhouse Universe. And yet, if I were to hear my own dad talk about how he wasn't going to visit me because he just doesn't feel like going through the hassle of waiting in a line because he's getting too old, I would be so sad. I would be so sad. This is the only time that you are talking like an
2: old person there. Did did I... Is your decision totally made, or can I make another statement?
1: No, my decision is totally made, but you may make another statement.
2: Well, um, as I have mentioned to my daughter many times, uh, I'm anemic. And... (laughs) um, Wow! My my heart does
1: jaws drop in the courtroom as this late evidence is entered.
3: (laughs) Um, Can
2: I contest that? My heart, my wait a minute! I'm not finished. Sorry. My heart has um, premature beats on occasion, and and especially when I'm stressed out.
1: Is it a is it is it a situation where stress might cause you to have a adverse health
2: event? Probably not.
1: Okay. Well, uh thank you for wasting our time with that non issue and Schweigefox to you sir. Uh let's move on. No, I hope I I, I appreciate that there are physical uh discomforts to flight from uh, for someone who is your age and your size. And I appreciate that there are also psychological discomforts to standing in line. Um that affect uh persons of any age. Particularly if they are above six feet. It is a pain in the neck to fly whether you are 73 years old or 14 years old. And if you're a 14-year-old who is six foot four, then I have a whole other book of pity that I have for you. But that said, you are not 14, you are 73, and your daughter is 35, and I don't wish to be grim. But, you know, it's not as though you have all the time in the world... To take a trip to see your daughter in a place where she lives. And to suggest that because you don't feel like traveling anymore, if my dad said that to me, and my dad is is younger than you, but, but not by a huge amount. If my dad were to say to me, I would love to come see you in this place where you've made a new life, but I just don't feel like going through the hassle of opening up those peanuts, it would be hurtful to me. It would be hurtful. And I think you should consider that as you continue your griping you know sir that you have choices in life right it yes. is not your choice to to be your age and to suffer the exhaustion and the uh and the discomfort that comes with age that's just the terrible fate that awaits us all and i appreciate that and it's not your choice to be uh the a man of the stature that you are and therefore to have discomfort in air travel uh but it is your choice uh to deal with the stress of waiting in line in different ways. There are techniques that you can use to reduce that stress, and it is your choice to uh, decide whether or not you're going to complain to your wife about it all the way, as you are basically promising to do if I force you to fly to Bergen. And it is your choice to express yourself differently when talking to your daughter about why you're not going to fly. You have a choice. These are choices that you can make. You can deal with this in a way that is not going to be You know, your daughter is obviously aware that you love her. We all are aware that you love her. But even so, she pointed out, it's like, if I didn't know how much he loved me, I would be hurt. Bear that in mind. That said, stand. Yes, sir. You, you are a seeker, and I adore seekers. And you have have taken your time in life as you have decided what it is that you are truly passionate about. And I think that that is a very wise thing to do. Uh, I trust that your commitment to health promotion um, is not merely um, uh, uh, noble, which it is on its face, but also serious in your heart. And that you getting this degree is not just a trick for you to get to extend your adolescence by traveling abroad for a little while longer, right? Correct. Right, because adolescence is done for you. You, like your dad, are not getting any younger. It is time to be an adult, and I think that this is part of the process of being an adult, Uh, because whether you want to be an adult or not, adulthood is taking hold of your body, even as you speak, and it won't be long before even you are complaining about waiting in line and getting your titanium knees patted down by strangers. (laughs) This discomfort awaits us all. And I am glad that you have found uh, a, a, a path forward in your life that includes uh, what I can only imagine is a wonderful uh, and interesting foreign city in a country that I would love to visit. Although, to be perfectly fair, Stan, you didn't make a really strong case for why Norway, why David, why now? You mainly talked about some tacos. I
3: don't. <laughs> True.
1: Yes you mainly made an argu- you mainly made an argument for going to any major city in the world because they all have their own little charms and not a compelling emotional argument for why Norway specifically, or why you in Norway now. And I think that the reason for that, I have to say stand, is that there isn't a reason to give. You have been there for three and a half weeks. Mm-hmm. You are new in town. This is part of a a quest that you are on that is only just beginning. And if I were your 73-year-old dad and you had called me up and said, I want you in Norway stat, I would say, how about we wait a year and make sure you're still there? And then maybe I'll come and visit you then. Because you are just starting. You don't even know the town well enough to spin a yarn that will tempt your dad there. I have no doubt that this is a great decision for you and i also feel that it is fine for a child to invite their parent to spend their parents money to come and see them and i hope you have some pretty good lodgings there maybe you know you, do you have a bed for them
2: um
3: no okay i'm in student housing
1: <laughs> all <right. laughs> in student housing where are they going to stay where are they going to stay
3: Well, I found some Airbnbs that are more reasonable than the hotels, and they are pretty nicely outfitted and have kitchens, laundry, showers—the usual. Sure.
0: Okay. Well, that's nice. Showers.
3: Showers.
1: Well, you'd be you'd be surprised
0: (laughs) how rare they are in parts of Europe. Usually, when my I I just mentioned it because usually when my parents visit me, I have them shower at the community center. <laughs> I don't know I don't know how things are throughout Europe these
1: days, but when I traveled as a youth in my own seeking days uh, through the United Kingdom, France, Italy, showers—that's not what you got. You got a bath. Boy, oh boy, you would you would have. You would, in the in the student housing in England when I was on my drink abroad program and I was sleeping on Charles Diggs's floor at the University College of London. <laughs> they didn't have showers. They had baths. They had bat like rooms that just contained bathtubs, a whole wall of them. And the boy, do I remember fondly sitting in that bath of an evening, washing the vomit out of my hair, reading MFK Fisher. That was my youth when I was seeking. That only happened once with the vomit, but it was a bath time every morning for me, and I loved it. <laughs> But it's nice. I'm sure the Airbnb there is nice, and that's fine. Just to get back on target. Sorry, I went on to a little reverie of my own travel abroad.
2: What was that, uh, uh, Katie? Mm-hmm. What, what was that uh, a phrase you used, the German phrase?
3: Schweigefax.
2: That's it.
1: Oh, what was it again? Schweigefaxe?
3: Schweigefaxe.
1: Schweiger Fox, David, get your own podcast. Okay. I, I can talk about taking a bath with vomit in my air on my own <laughs> podcast if I want. That's why I started it. <laughs> but I didn't invite my parents to come visit me when I was abroad because I wasn't going to be there for very long. And it wasn't, a part of, it wasn't a part of my life that I needed to have my family be a part of. I love my parents. I love visiting them and you know if your mom wants to spend money to come and see you boy i'm not going to i'm not going to keep her apart but you're asking your dad to spend $1000 and 10 to 11 hours in the air and go through something that is clearly uncomfortable for him to stay in an airbnb in a part of the world that uh is just beginning for you if you were saying that you had you had moved there and you were making a life in bergen and you were going to to become married to a partner there, and your dad was saying, I don't want to go to this wedding. My knees hurt. I would be so mad at your dad. And I'm already a little mad at your dad. He should come see you. <laughs> of course he should. He's your dad. But can I honestly compel him to come visit you in a town that you've lived in for three and a half weeks? I don't think that I can. If only that you wouldn't even know how to show him around yet. You don't even know that place find what you're looking for in bergen and when you when you have found it and when you are ready to share it with your parents and with your family when you are ready to share that life with them then you can make that ask and even then i don't know if i could compel your dad to to uh, to come but i certainly would hope that he would say yes but right now i have to tell you you know I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go, go visit you if I were your dad. <laughs> Sorry. I'd wait. I'd wait a year. I'd wait until, I'd wait until you had <laughs> established a life there that I could come and visit. Because truthfully, I can get coffee and tacos in any city in the world. I think that, uh, Stand Stan, the only, the only reason that, as you can tell, this is not going to go in your favor is that you jumped, you jumped the gun. If you had, if you had told me that you had been that you had been living in Bergen for a year uh, or or two years, and the program itself is two years, and it was going to be your graduation from the program, and you wanted your mom and dad to come be with you at a special event in a place that you've made your home for a long period of time, th- there I would have compelled your dad in a second. Damn his t- titanium knees. But it's still Chrome too soon. Plated. It's, it's cr- right, whatever it is, sir. It's still too soon. Sorry, I misrepresented your knees again. Still too soon. I understand. You're a seeker. Find what you're looking for. Make your life as an adult. And then when the time comes and you make a serious request of your family, then I will compel your dad. But if I'm still doing this podcast at that time, you can call back and make your case again. You can appeal my decision. But for now, I find in favor of your dad. This is the sound of... Two chrome-plated knees banging together in an imitation of a gavel. <laughs> Judge John Hodgman rules that as all.
0: Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Stand. How are you feeling?
3: Well, I feel that that's a, a very well reasoned decision, and um, certainly, if it, when it comes to graduation or uh, you know any impending marriages, uh, I will. Then address my um, request to my parents to to come and visit.
0: David, how do you feel?
2: Oh, uh, I feel fine. I I think that the judge um, I didn't consider that my my daughter did not really specify that she wanted me to come immediately. So you're going to go immediately? Is that what you're saying?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on by,
0: sir. Mm. If you if you go
1: to if you go to Norway. Any time within the next 24 months, I will hold you in contempt of
0: court, but you'll be a great dad. <laughs> David, Stan, thank you for joining us on the Judge Tom okay. podcast. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, guys.
2: Take care.
3: Back for another game. You know it. What's going on?
2: Just one more week
3: till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one.
0: For the title of this week's program, you, of course, can suggest a name for a future program just like the Judge John Hodgman podcast on Facebook and follow Judge Hodgman and me. Uh, I'm at Jesse Thorne and Judge Hodgman is at Hodgman. Judge Hodgman, are you still on the road? Schweigerfox, Fox, I am. <laughs> Sorry. Gee whiz. <laughs> I thought I was segueing into you telling us where you're going to be, where people can see you. But oh, I guess I'll Fox. You were, were segway foxing.
1: Yes, I will be in, well, your city of Los Angeles, Jesse Thorne, on the 11th of September at the Great Largo at the Coronet. And then in Austin, Texas, on the 12th at the Paramount Theater. Both dates with our good friend David Reese of the television show Going Deep with David Reese. So please come on out if tickets are still available. I would love to see you, and if they're not still available, I'd still love to see you. I'll be hanging out in the lobby afterward. In October, also look for me in Philadelphia, Madison, Milwaukee, two shows at the Up Stand-Up Comedy Theater in Second City Complex in Chicago, a free show in Akron, Ohio, and a return to the Rex in Pittsburgh right thereafter. All the details, of course, are on johnhodgman.com
0: tour. I actually have a couple of live dates. I will also be in Los Angeles at Largo a few days after you interviewing oh. the great Nick Offerman on September 14th. Uh, but more importantly, on October 15th, uh, we're doing our first uh, Bullseye live show at the Masonic Lodge at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery here oh in Los Angeles. Which is I a, didn't know those two things existed in, in tandem. Oh, it's and it's a real spectacular operation, but it's a it's a little on the small side. So buy your tickets now. Uh, all of the links for that show and all of John Hodgman's shows you can find online at maximumfun.org in the live shows listing on the right-hand side of the page. October fifteenth is is when I'll be in LA. We haven't announced the guests yet, but uh, buy buy your tickets now. We'll have interviews and. Uh, live performances, probably a band, probably a stand-up comic. It's going to be quite the extravaganza. So, in a gray in a gray house universe, Jesse, I would be there. Oh, thank you, Judge Hodgman.
1: They have a Masonic lodge inside the cemetery.
0: Oh, and it's beautiful too. It, right. they have the the thrones are there and special chandeliers. It's amazing. Look, I'm known I'm known for making promises, and they're
1: never empty. Although it takes me some time to fulfill them witness the great uh, Massachusetts Judge Sean Hodgman listener meetup we had at the rendezvous in Turner's Falls, which took about two years to come together. But I make this promise right now, you Jesse and me, in the future, there will we will do a live Judge Sean Hodgman from that Masonic Lodge in that cemetery. I promise it. Sometime in the future. Are you with me, Jesse?
0: Absolutely. In the meantime, people should buy tickets to my show though.
1: Yeah, October 15th for Jesse's show the 11th and 12th of September for my shows in L.A. and Austin with David Reese, and everything else is available on websites. Hey, how great is David Reese's TV show, right?
0: It's the only TV show that I want to watch all the time. I love it. I can't, I cannot get enough of going deep with David Reese. I, since it, like, I above and beyond David Reese and I aren't really friends we're acquaintances we're acquainted I like David Reese he's not my pal or anything I like to be pals with him because I love his TV show so much yeah I think he would consider you a pal
1: yeah yeah and it's all available on Hulu uh, and uh, Amazon uh, and probably iTunes as well
0: It is a winner. Go right out and watch it because it's really great.
1: And write to at National Geographic or at Nat Geo Channel, I think is their Twitter. And they probably have a web, uh, an email address somewhere and tell them you like it and you want them to renew it for another season.
0: Yeah, I uh, our producer on the program, Julia Smith, uh, Mark McConville edits the program. Our thanks to Colin Anderson for some editorial assistance on this week's program. Um, Join us on the Facebook group, on the forums at forum.maximumfun.org. And, hey, we have had a lot of fun lately on the Maximum Fun Reddit, which is reddit.com slash r slash Maximum Fun. It is a great place to talk about all things Maximum Fun. And there's been very lively discussion of cases and all kinds of stuff. So head over there if you are a Redditor and do some upvoting and commenting and all that kind of stuff. We'll talk to you next time on the Judge John Hodgman Podcast. Court
1: is adjourned! MaximumFun.org
3: Comedy and culture. Artist
1: owned. Listener supported.